Welcome to Learn Medical Spanish. Today I'll be talking about pronunciation rules in Spanish. And I'm going to try to teach you the most important things you need to know, kind of the 80-20, if you will, to be able to sound pretty good. You don't have to be perfect, but you can go from sounding like a total gringo to sounding like you know, 80% of a native speaker just by learning a few rules and practicing them. So that's the kind of stuff I'll be going over today. So I'll try to keep it pretty simple, but I'll also give you some ideas about how to practice it more and get better and better in the future. Just so you know, I also have a blog post that covers the same topic about pronunciation in Spanish, as well as a video on YouTube. So I'll put a link to both because for some people it's easier to learn if you can see the words or see the letters as I'm talking about them. So if you like to just listen, then use this podcast episode. But if you want to review or you prefer to be more of a visual learner, then check out the links to one or both of those other resources. Okay, so these are the the categories that I'm going to cover. I'm going to talk about the vowels, and then I'm going to talk about some letters that sound basically the same in English and Spanish, so you just be aware of that. Um, And then some letters that are just kind of subtly different. Um, there's just a few of those where there's just a subtle difference between English and Spanish, but it can be important because it really makes the difference between sounding like a gringo and like a native speaker. And then a few rules you have to memorize just so you know how to pronounce the words. And then a couple, just a handful of special letters at the end um, that deserve a little extra attention that are some of the ones that take a little extra practice and little extra study to kind of figure out. All right, so first let's go over the vowels. So if you're just going to learn one thing this is the thing to learn. Just get really good at doing the vowels in Spanish because, you know, like more than half of all the pronunciation rules that you need to know is just being good at at, uh, pronouncing the vowels. Um, So let's go over those vowels. So in English, we usually usually say A-E-I-O-U. So I'll just go in that same order. And here's how you pronounce each one. A, E, E, O, U. So what you want to do is you want to practice that over and over and over again, and then you want to start practicing actual words that have those vowels in them. So I'll go over them one more time so you can practice right now. A, E, E, O, U. So notice that those were very simple, pure vowel sounds. There's no slurring. There's no like changing from one vowel sound to another. It's just one simple vowel sound every time. And they never change. So it's always a, e, i, o, u. A, e, i, o, u. So once you get good at that, you're already going to sound pretty good whenever you're saying words in Spanish or if you're trying to read out loud in Spanish. So here are just some quick examples of those vowels in practice. Um, So starting with a, you could have the word mala, which means bad, or habla, which means he talks, she talks, it talks. So notice how it's just a pure vowel sound. Mala, habla. So there are no other vowel sounds. It's just a, 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 a. That's all. (laughs) And then moving on to the letter e, which looks like an E, looks like an English E, but it's, it's pronounced, it's called E. So examples would be que, which means what or that, depending on the context, or de, which means of or from. So again, que, de, 
So notice how it's just a nice, pure vowel sound. Uh, moving on to, now this is where it gets a tiny bit confusing with the pronunciation, is E. The Spanish letter E looks like an English I, just in case you weren't, <laughs> weren't sure about that. So whenever you see a, uh, what looks like an English I, you say E. So that'll just take a little getting used to if you're not already um, familiar with that. But example words include C, me. So C, of course, means yes or if. And me is like uh, me or my, um, depending on the context. So C, me. So just that E sound. O, a couple example words are no, solo. Solo means uh, alone or only. And lastly, oo. So oo, examples of oo are tu, su. So tu can mean you or your, and su means his or hers or its, as in the possessive. So it's just, those are just a few examples of words that have just one vowel sound in them, one type of vowel sound. So hopefully that gives you a little better um, kind of feel for that. So some letters that sound the same in English and Spanish. I'm kind of just going to list these off real quick, and and we'll, you don't need to, you know, like do a we won't do a bunch of examples of the of these because it would kind of take too long. But there are actually quite a few letters that sound the same in English and Spanish. So we'll mainly focus on what is different, um, so that you can just kind of read um, by knowing what is different and kind of how to handle those. So the letters that are the same though are F, M, N, S, P, K, W. And then SH and CH uh, makes kind of a similar sound if you do ever see that. And then B and V are very similar to each other and pretty similar to both in English B or V, like depending on where it falls in the word. But you don't really just, you just don't really have to worry that much about B and V. Like you can get by by just pronouncing it like English, basically. And X is another one that's subtly different from. Uh, English, but you just don't really need to worry about it. So all those ones I listed, just don't worry too much about those. Okay, let's move on to a few Spanish letters that sound almost the same as English, but where it is worth your while to kind of learn the difference and practice it a little bit. So the ones I'm going to cover in this category are just T, as in Tom, and L, as in Larry. So T and L, basically both of them, what happens is they just become a little bit simpler and quicker the way that you pronounce them in Spanish than the way you do in English. They're, they're a little softer and a little quicker. So I'll show you some examples. Um, so in English, I'd say words like trap or top or whatever, and I blow a lot of air through my teeth when I say that, ta, ta, ta. But in Spanish, you don't blow so much air through your teeth, and your tongue sits a little further forward if you want to get into that mouth positioning. So it's like your tongue is almost right behind your upper teeth. And here are a few example words. Tu, tengo, todo. So notice how I'm not blowing a bunch of air through it, and my tongue's like right behind my teeth. So you can sound, it's just like a much more subdued sound. Tu, tengo, todo. As opposed to trap, top. See how that's different? So that's that T that gets a lot softer in Spanish, and with the tongue further forward. Similarly, the L is kind of softer but also snappier in Spanish. So a few English words like lot, pill, L. Um, so just so you hear that kind of like slurring that we do of the L, oh, you know. Um, but in Spanish, it's just quick and simple. It's la, playa, el. So 
I can compare those words L, L in English, like an elevated train or whatever, L, and L, 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 L. So the tongue is a little further forward, and it's just a shorter, quicker, snappier sound. So those will take some practice, like you'll have to hear it more and just practice it more, but just so you're aware of T and L, because they are pretty different. All right, moving on to just some rules to quickly memorize. And again, as I mentioned at the beginning, all of this stuff is on a a blog post that I have as well, so I'll link to that in case you find it easier to just kind of skim over that versus listening to it. But the rules to memorize include H. H is just silent. It's always silent. So just whenever you see an H, just make it silent. Don't try to pronounce it like English. The word, uh, the letter J is pretty much like an English H. So like the name Javier is starts with a J and it sounds like an H, right? So Javier or Joven, which means young, is another example. Q, Q in Spanish always has a U after it, but it just sounds like K. Um, so you don't say qua, you just say ca. So for example, in English, we say quick or quack, but in Spanish, you'd say quita or Quixote, as in Don Quixote. But um, yeah, you don't have that KW sound like we do with quick or quack. Just the K sound. So a Spanish Y, the letter Y, is simple because it's just like an I. You just say E, E. It's that same sound with the I or the Y, E. Uh, So for example, yo, soy, um, so when you say yo, you're actually saying E-O, right? Just really fast. Yo. Um, or soy. You're saying S-O, which would be so, and then adding the E. Soy. Um, so if you slow it down, you can kind of tell that those are the, the sounds you're making. But like yo, soy, whatever. Double L sounds actually the same as Y. So <laughs> what I just taught you about Y, you just apply that if you see a double L. So for example, llevar means to carry. And that starts with a double L, but it sounds like a Y or an I. Yevar. Um, also, the word for rib is costilla, um, and that has a double L in it. Costilla. All right, and then the Spanish Z is the same as an S. So when you say corazón, it's not corazón, it's corazón, um, for example. Or the word for nose, which is nariz. It's not nariz, it's nariz. So there's a couple of medical terms that put that in practice. So unless you're in Spain, you just say the Z like an S. Uh, so that keeps it simple. Lastly, the NY is like an NY or an NI, which would be the same, right? Um, so you just say Nia, Nia. So like when you say Señor, it's like S-E-N-Y because it has the NY. So Señor, and of course NY is just that N with the tilde above it in case that wasn't obvious. So señor or año or leña, if, if in, in any of those cases, if you were to replace the ñ with an ny, it would sound the same. So señor, año, leña, which means Mr., year, and firewood, respectively. All right, so I'll try to be pretty quick on these last few just because we've already taken quite a while to go over those other ones. But again, this is all on the blog post too, and I have a video that does it quickly in about 10 minutes as well um, that you can watch if you want to, and I'll link to that. So the the main special letters you need to know about are the R, the double R, the D, the C, and the G. So we'll go over those, and then 
wrap up. So just in brief, R in Spanish does not sound like an English R. So you don't really ever go er like we do in, in English. Um, so you don't ever make that just kind of, um, I don't know how to describe it, but just kind of that soft R sound. What you do do is you trip it like an, and it sounds kind of like an English D, but not exactly. Um, but it is like an English D in words like muddy, eddy. So say muddy, eddy, and that's a Spanish R, the middle of those words. So it's that ra, ra, muddy, eddy. Uh, so examples in Spanish include para, pero, which uh, it means for or but, respectively. Para, pero, or the word for zero, which is cero, cero. So notice how it's just kind of like a D sound, but it's like a little softer and maybe a little quicker than an English D. Uh, but again, the example words are muddy, eddy, and some other similar ones like that that kind of tell you how to do that. The double R takes some practice, but the idea is that you would trill it. Um, so that's that rolling R. Um, that, that can take some practice. So I, I linked to some video tutorials on, um, on the blog post if you want to check that out. A couple example words are the word for dog, which is perro, perro, or the word for calf, which is pantorrilla, like the lower leg, pantorrilla. See, <laughs> I struggle once in a while. Um, if I'm, you know, depending on how you're approaching the word, sometimes that trill can be hard, even when you have a lot of practice. Uh, but that's just something to work on. Um, and then just know that the Spanish D, D as in dog, doesn't really sound like an English D because it's not this really hard D sound, but it's a lot softer. It sounds kind of like an English TH, but just like a really soft version of a TH. So I'll give you a few examples so you can hear what that's like. Donde, nada, dinero, dorar, dirección. Donde, nada, dinero, dorar, Direction. So it's just a little different, has that little th kind of component to it. All right, so moving on. C and G. So I'm not going to get into too much detail about C and G just since we've already been at this for a while, but just know that they both have a hard sound and a soft sound, and it depends on what vowel follows them. So the C, for example, can sound like a k or a s, so like a k or an s, and the G can sound like a g or a h. So like a kind of like a hard G or a um, like an H sound. So it just depends on what follows them. And in general, you make the hard sound when they're followed by a strong vowel, which is A, O, or U, or the soft sound if they're followed by a weak vowel, which is I or E. So just a couple examples of each. With the C, it would be vaca, como, cuñada. That's where you have that hard K sound. But if it was going to be a soft sound, it might be the word like hacer, which means to do, right? So it's H-E-C-E, so hacer, so use the soft sound, or cita, which means appointment or date. So cita, which is C-I, so when it's followed by an E or an I, it's that S sound. A couple examples with the G, agua, aga, gol. So those are all the hard sound because it's followed by a G or an A or an O. Uh, but in contrast, it would be gente or página, which means people or page. Um, and those, that's the soft sound, like the a English H. Okay, so that's probably as much as you wanted to hear about pronunciation. 
<laughs> or more. Um, just also be aware that um, there's a couple simple rules you can learn if you're not sure which syllable to stress in Spanish. There are a few simple rules about that, but I'll just refer, refer you to either the blog post or the video if you want to go over those real quick, um, just because I don't want to drag this on too long. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's relatively simple to learn that um, if you ever run into issues with not knowing which syllable to stress. Um, in other words, how to pronounce a word like like that one I said earlier, which was pantoria, pantoria. So notice that I'm stressing the second to last syllable, but how would you know that? Uh, well, I mean, you could just listen to somebody else say it and you can learn that, but there is a rule that tells you that that would be the case. So you just have to learn three or four rules and you kind of will always know what syllable to stress in Spanish. All right, so hopefully that was helpful if you weren't already good at Spanish pronunciation. And then what do you do with this information? Well, obviously you just um, kind of put it in practice, but the best way to practice is probably to start reading out loud, probably by yourself, so you don't bother anybody, but just start reading out loud any Spanish text. So just pick up a magazine or a newspaper or go to a website or whatever it is, just start reading out loud. Do it really slowly at first so you can just kind of hear those vowel sounds and really get good with those vowel sounds and then gradually speed up. And whenever you run into a like something you don't know how to say, just go back and review that specific consonant or whatever specific rule you need to know, and then you'll gradually fill in those gaps of whatever you maybe don't remember from, from this discussion or, or whatever. So that, that's how I would recommend practicing. And after a relatively short time, you're going to sound so much better unless you already have amazing pronunciation, then that doesn't apply to you. But you're going to sound so much better. You're going to sound almost like a native speaker if you just apply the rules that you learned today. Okay, so I hope that was helpful for you, and I'll see you next time on Learn Medical Spanish. The Learn Medical Spanish podcast is not medical advice and does not replace the need to see your own medical providers. It also is not a substitute for using a medical interpreter when needed. 